0: It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson, presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and Ticketfm.com.
1: Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock, uh, one-on-one brought to you by the folks from Beatrice Bakery. We want to thank them. Uh, for what they do, uh, providing this hour of sports radio. Uh, 402-464-5685, starter text line. Honda Lincoln Hotline, you can follow on the starter Hamming video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and now Twitter Live. So you can see what's going on in the studio. You can hit the app. The app is flowing and fluid. It's good. good. Uh, ticketfm.com if you want to just... Jump on the website and click the watch now, listen now button, whatever you want to do. I'm going to kill a couple of birds with the same stone today. Within what we do, and Beatrice Bakery allows us to put smiles on the faces of people who do extraordinary things, extraordinary work from extraordinary places. And in this community, uh, there's somebody who does an extraordinary job under very, very unique circumstances. <laughs> So, what we would like to do is put together a small care package for this person because they carry, they carry, they do the heavy lifting. Uh, It's a familiar name. But it does not get the conversation required because while her husband runs the basketball program and her sons are all excelling at life, she holds it down. She holds it down. And I think the stories that um, can be told and should be told come from the matriarch who holds it down. So we're going to send some goodies with Sam for his mom just to say she is appreciated and thought well of. Um, We know that sitting in a stand, stand some nights isn't fun. We know that making sure that you guys are on time and in place uh, isn't always easy. And then she has to be the, the voice of reason when alpha males decide they're going to alpha to their own <laughs> to their own detriment, so to your mom, we want to send a little care package it's courtesy of folks at Beatrice Here's Bakery, you. just to say thank you. Let's bring in our guest, Sam Hoyberg. Sam, let's talk about mom because dad's his career has been like it's easily trackable, but within that, there's somebody who holds it together when the health goes left holds it together when the job changes and the moves have to happen just to hold it together when the sons have to learn to, 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 to find their way in a new community, a new state and a new spot. She holds it together. Who is she? Talk about your mom.
2: Man, my mom's the best. She, I mean, whenever we've had to do moves and stuff, she's always been like extremely positive about it and just makes us like, cause when we had to move here, especially me and my brother, we were very, like, negative about it, and she kept us positive, just wanted us to keep, like, just give it a chance, and we loved it here. So, I mean, it's always listen to mom at our home. Like, we know that she knows best, and she's always going to be there for us.
1: How much of, of ballgames before you're on the bench of the game, when you're sitting in the crowd, how much of, of, of what's said in this, in the building do you hear?
2: I mean, so – because there was COVID the year before I mm-hmm. got here, and then mm-hmm. the year before that, like, I didn't, there, I didn't feel like there was that much talk that I heard okay. at least just because that team was obviously new and we had two football players playing at one point. So right. there wasn't <laughs> a lot you could say about them. And it, I don't – I try to tune it out, so it's it's not too bad.
1: How do them. you t- – do you tune out social media? How do you deal with it?
2: Yeah, I mean – I try my best to, like, sometimes I'll look on Twitter and stuff, but I don't take anything seriously from what well, people they, say. Well, they don't so, know you. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I, I especially learned that from when my dad was with the Bulls, like, the, all the people, all the stuff that people say is just, they don't, they don't know what they're talking about, they just want to be negative, and so I, I just learned to not, like, take anything serious, just laugh at it if I see it, so.
1: with With that...
2: What does what was Mom
1: saying to you about being a Hoiberg and playing, playing in the sport in which the name is tied to, in this space? So you're you're playing high school ball. How much of the conversation was you have to remember? You're you know you're Sam Hoiberg. You're not anonymous. You're not Joe Smith. Something's tied. Else is tied to this.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly cuz I didn't really get too bothered by stuff that people said. We didn't have to have that conversation very often. Mm. I think it more be my dad like if I if I ever like did something cocky, he'd tell me like stop. That's stupid. <laughs> like so I, I I I never I never celebrate any of my baskets unless it's like a huge shot or anything, but What but are the I, what, I what are the unspoken
1: Hoiberg basketball rules? <laughs> Things that he's he's passed out cuz that's got
2: to be exceptional. Yeah, don't don't celebrate. Like a random three in a game. Just act like you've been there before. Uh, level-headed, obviously. Don't talk. Just let your game do the talking.
1: That's so funny. Cause <laughs>
2: do we call those like Hoibergisms? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just to find out what those are, right? Because I would imagine most of the trash talk you got was, Hey, man, tell your dad. <laughs> it it would be hard to resist. Somebody talking about talking about my dad.
2: Yeah, it was more the fans though that would do that. The players couldn't say anything. What's
1: the best sign that's ever been made for you at like a high school game where you looked up and you just went, "Okay, that's pretty clever."
2: <laughs> I don't know if I can think of one.
1: You know, because th- th- that's tough times, right? Yeah, that to do that now. Is there? I know a lot of brothers who play together, and some will, most will say. There's good and bad because there's an acknowledgement and accountability. What did you get different from playing with your brother that, that that comes to mind? What's the thing that you get from playing with your brother?
2: Yeah, I mean, we had insane chemistry together just from playing together all of our lives. Like, I remember sometimes in film sessions, our high school coach would be like, how did you guys do that? Like, It would be like a pass, like me in the corner with two guys on me. I'd chuck it over uh, my head right to Charlie from the other side of the court and he'd make it three. Uh, so I think we just always knew where – to go and like we knew where we would see each other and we always saw each other on the court so
1: did you ever have the 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 urge to
2: tell your coach
1: hey that's not how that's supposed to go
2: (laughs) yeah if i if i felt (laughs) if i felt like he was like saying something wrong especially about me i'd be like well i was trying to do this and they'd be like oh okay that makes sense
1: do does that come up now with, with 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 your dad
2: not as much because I feel like he really knows what he's talking about. Like, and I learned everything I know from him. So I can't like really.
1: What's the line? When, when is he dad and when is he
2: coach or is he always both? He's mainly dad to me. Yeah. So coach is like practice and games obviously, but he's mainly dad to me. So.
1: So when, when you're having a moment at practice and you're, you're running things and. It's 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 going well or not going well, and he speaks to you. Your response back is,
2: I try to stay away from. <laughs> it's just as much it's, fun. It'd be so <laughs> it'd be so weird for me to call that, him coach. That, right? Like, I just I just acknowledge him, and I don't really say like coach or dad. Really, you ever said coach dad? I have not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just think that would be like I've 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 been around it, and you it comes up, and you, it's conscious. People just call okay i re- that doesn't work for me and i don't really know how to deal with it so it's there uh you were in with kobe um, a week ago and we we're talking about this a lot of the perception as it currently exists is you as a practice squad and the bench kind of kind of player for this program
2: but i don't believe that you believe that i definitely don't do <laughs> I mean, I took this year, my redshirt year, as a development year, because oh, yeah. I knew I wasn't ready. Like, that's fair for the fans to think that, like, mm-hmm. especially in high school, I wasn't good enough. Like, I had low D1 looks, but I wasn't close to power five ready. But I've I really worked hard this year, and I'm going to keep working hard. I don't, like, my goal right now is to just sneak my way in the rotation this season, mm-hmm. start playing some meaningful minutes, and then get more and more as my career goes on
1: who, who were the low majors that were after you or at least uh, interested?
2: North Dakota State Colgate Colgate was if COVID didn't happen I probably would have gone there okay and they're uh, they're pretty good they make the tournament yeah almost every year in the Patriot League but uh Holy Cross a little bit Abilene Christian and Boise State
1: wow okay so you know you were in you were in the space what is it that you have to work on to get into the rotation. What do you think in your head, what's the conversation you have with yourself? You have to get better at this.
2: Well, in, in high school it was, I had to, because in high school the last couple of years I was getting stronger and like I'd always been a really good three-point shooter my whole life and I, I was losing it a little bit, I was in a slump just mentally, couldn't like figure it out and then I got here and I was like I need to become a knockdown three-point shooter. Like I have to be able to hit it whenever I'm wide open, be high 30 low 40 percent and I that's what I've been working on the most is try to become that knockdown guy that you know will make it if he's open so I and I, I worked really hard I was 41 percent in practice this season mm-hmm. and then now at this point it's just being able to guard because I play really hard on defense I just got to get used to guarding taller guys and being able to always stay in front of those really quick
1: is, is it at your size is it being quicker or stronger or both
2: well I I think I'm strong enough, okay because I, I worked hard in the weight room and I w- I've always been pretty strong so Good. it's it's mainly about quickness and just being smart on defense not being too physical but defense I think is one of my strengths in my game so I think I don't think that'll be too much of an issue for me It's just working on being able to guard those taller guys
1: is it getting into the space you get a new kind of defensive philosophy that folks are kind of looking to see what happens that it it, it has to be a little different just because it change of coaching personnel as a player. How much does that affect you? Are you ear to the wall? Hey, this is how what we're going to run. This is what I need to work on.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, I think getting the defensive schemes isn't that difficult. Just like because we're going to put in some new principles defensively with Coach Adam coming in, but uh, I think don't the, give we'll, it away. I don't want yeah, to. No, no, tru- I don't, don't want to get in
1: trouble today. Not, I don't need that phone call. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but. uh <laughs> <laughs> Sam's on here giving away secrets, so let's ask you <laughs> everything. <laughs> uh, Sam, we need to know what the locker room code is. We're not doing any of that. For, I mean, seriously. So, especially talking to your brothers, talking to your dad, is this is it Big Ten defense? Is it is it different? Is that what you're finding out?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's more like it's just guarding the better talented players like more athletic stronger that's the difference with it and then coming to the college game i realized that like these defenses are really like structured like way more than high school basketball (laughs) to take away
1: this particular thing from this particular player at this particular point of the game and from this spot on the floor Mm -hmm. like to figure out those things that are there you get to work against – last year you got to work against against the top guys, right? So day-to-day you're, day, you're hitting 41% from, th- from, from three. How much of that is brought into practice as a part of the approach that, hey, Kobe, you know, look, man, Sam's at 41% from three. What what can we do? That's got to be a little bit reaffirming that, yeah, you can do this at this level, that you can make threes and that can be a part of your identity.
2: Yeah, that was the biggest thing for me was being able to do it against like actual big-time players and being on a scout team was huge for me cuz I I was forced to take shots that I wouldn't normally take and now I feel comfortable enough to actually take shots like that. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, <laughs>
1: Just to figure that out and from your perspective and your vantage, you would see what it, what works and what didn't work. Yeah. Now, how much of that was a part of the conversation at practice? Hey, Kobe, they're taking this away from me. You need to work on this. Was Were, were these players open to that?
2: I mean, I think they were a little bit because I would try to, like, give them advice and stuff. And at the start of the season, maybe less because I didn't have as much respect. And But as the season went on, I kind of – I got the respect of the guys. I played well at practice. And they're like, okay, I see that. So I could help them out a little bit, I think.
1: How How – was this year for you I know that it was disappointing because we talked even before season and I got the the pleasure of of talking to you guys before the season started and so I kind of knew what you guys thought the season was going to be and I was with you right along because I thought okay you've got all the pieces now let's see if you can put it together and do this what was the year like from your perspective because it your perspective is unique nobody else has your perspective on this thing what was this year like for you
2: team like or like as a group it was obviously very difficult losing that many games especially with what we expected and I feel like I kind of saw it more than others did because a lot of people expected us to go to the tournament this year and I I I knew that wasn't going to happen so I didn't expect it to be like as bad as it was so that was that was pretty difficult dealing with that but I just took it as just got to work harder do what I can do and hopefully be able to help fix it next season. So I I really stuck to that, and so it wasn't too bad for me. I just really wanted to just keep getting better, and I saw myself getting better. So it was a positive year for me individually. We're
1: talking to Sam Hoiberg, and I'll ask you what your season was like. Because going through all of this, coach's son, uh, being there, doing the work, and not necessarily getting the payoff that other players are getting, but you know how far you went, how far you came
2: along. What was the year like for you? Yeah, I have improved a lot. I'm miles better of a player since I was in high school. So that's one of the reasons I think I can hopefully get in the rotation this year. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not going to be too, like, I mean, I'll just say I don't want to be stupid about it and be mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm definitely playing next year. I'm going to start yeah. or something like that. I know, like, if I get a, if I'm going to play, it's going to be like, maybe I'll play – four minutes this game and then sit the bench two games and play Mm -hmm. 15 the next or something like that but that's fine with me I just want to start getting those minutes but I know that with the year I had this year I've improved a lot to put myself in a position to at least have a chance to at least fight the other guys for minutes so this was a really positive year for me individually
1: it's it's funny that when we talked um previously you you we talked about Looking at the roster and looking at the talent coming in and you said a thing about, well, I, here's how I look at this. I'm looking at guys that can help us win. How much is winning a part of the conversation within the program?
2: As of right now, it's more focused on doing the things that are going to help us win mm-hmm. and not necessarily we need to win. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a better way to do it versus just putting all the pressure on us. to like We need to win games. Like, it's more about doing the stuff that will help us win. And what the are the,
1: what are those things? In your in your mind to just to your mind, what can you do to make sure that the things that 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 lead to winning happen for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've really made a note this this spring is to establish a better culture. So I've been trying to help with that like hold guys accountable and try to get everyone closer as a group. We've hung out more times as a team already than we did all of last year. So I think trying to get everyone closer and just build a, a culture where people want to see each other succeed and not get jealous of other people's successes.
1: That That's a part of it. Like, that's a huge part of it, especially with NIL now. Folks, you know, there are folks who are getting a little bit more than others. Um, a lot of the, cus- the concerns that fans have is that, well, it's going to create a divide in, in the locker room, but – is that true in your mind or do or really do payers players pay attention or not pay attention
2: i think this year it's not going to be too much of an issue i think i won't name any names but last year definitely could have been there could have been some jealousy with that mm-hmm. but uh this year i don't i don't see it as much so I, I don't think that'll be too much of an issue for us
1: what's the thing that each player can do better between now and october
2: I think just everyone needs to get bought into this culture. And they can do that by, you know, taking accountability, being able to see, like, co- like take coaching. You have to take coaching. Mm-hmm. That's what they're they're here to help. And I think that just listening to them is going to help them so much. So just, just doing that and obviously just working hard, getting that extra work. So.
1: How do you – each player has their own – preference for how they're coached some need the pat on the back some need the foot in the put in, in the pants um some need the psychological connection some need the emotional what is it for you that moves you
2: i'd say it's kind of a mix for me like there can be times where like pat on the back helps me a lot because i grow off of confidence just as everybody does but mm-hmm. like if i have a coach that's telling me like you have to, like, shoot, keep shooting. You, you will make the shot. Like, that helps me a lot. But if it's something else, like, I'm not playing hard enough, I want a coach that will get on me and make sure I keep doing that. But I, I don't think I have to be pushed very hard to do that. So I don't think necessarily, like, a super, like, coach that will get pissed off at you and mm-hmm. really, like, have to push you as my type. I think a little bit more like my dad would be. Do, would
1: do you know when you're working hard enough? And that and I put that in air quotes hard enough because everybody there are people who do the fake hustle where they make it look like they're working hard, or they work hard enough to say they're working hard, but not really getting better.
2: Do you know
1: when you're maxed out?
2: Yeah, I mean when you're maxed, you have to be coach, take me out. Like that's that's the sign that you're playing hard enough. Like that you're and you're not ashamed of it. Yeah, definitely not. Right? Like I know the difference of when you know what. <laughs>
1: I need a break because the tank is empty, and I think that's a valuable part. Most people will think that at the back end of a roster, those players have to be players who work harder than everybody on the floor. I mean, everybody in the space. Will that remain true if you're moved up into the rotation?
2: Yeah, I mean, something I've talked about with all the coaches because we've we made goals for this season, mm-hmm. and one of my goals was if if I am playing, I want to be looked at as the guy that's playing super hard and is the guy that everyone like looks and like be like that guy like he plays so hard and that's how you should play every game so that's what I want to be because I've I've always tried to be that guy dive on the floor play hard on defense so that's going to be even more this year just with the you know the extra juice of being on a college floor like I already know that I'm going to be playing that hard so it's going to be fun is
1: is this system that that you're playing in is this an i q system is this uh, a talent system a skill system uh what is it how would you describe it
2: I don't think it's necessarily a certain system i think i q definitely and talent will play and do it for mm-hmm. sure, but I don't think you have to be one type of player to be able to play in it I think you just have to you know do the right things, and then you'll be able to play well in it. Just You just have to run it, honestly. (laughs) I would love to.
1: A couple of practices are right. Run it seems to be the thing that when things are going the right way. Run it is kind of the acknowledgement that everybody knows what they should be doing. Now they just have to execute. How important is this, that word, execute? Like there's a pass beyond – talking and drills and everything. But as Jay Foreman likes to say, at some point the players have to play. How important is that in the grand pie of Nebraska basketball is execution, simply taking what you do at practice and getting it into games?
2: Huge. I mean, it's it's literally the biggest thing for us that we can do this season is just execute what the coaches are telling us because they've all been in winning programs before. They know how to win. And not a lot of our players have. Derek was, made the tournament. Juwan has made the tournament, but that's it. So we we have to – or I think Sam did too. But, mm. yeah, so we, we don't have a lot of guys that have been on a winning program. So we just need to listen and execute what the coaches who have won have told us. And that will help us so much if we can do that
1: a huge part of winning and successful programs is the standard set because the players accept coaching it's it's just it's such a big part of it at this level everybody's got talent at this level everybody seems to work hard the, the difference is have you bought in to 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 the idea that the coaches are putting across because that's where the holes happen um can you hang out for one more segment? Yeah, I, want, I want to sure. get your take on the playoffs. Uh, if I just talk to basketball with Rico, uh, we go in circles. So I need somebody else to add really? to this thing. <laughs> That's how it works. Sam Horberg is with us here on One. We'll be right back.
0: Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One-on-One on one with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and the ticketfm.com.